When the president of Burkina Faso, Blaise Compaoré, was ousted in a popular insurrection in 2014, his brother, François, known as Le Petit Président, was just as quick to flee the country. A symbol of repression for Burkina Bay, who had suffered decades under the murky and violent rule of Blaise Compaoré, François has long been suspected of playing a pivotal role in the assassination of celebrated Burkina Bay journalist and news, newspaper editor Norbert Zongo. Four days ago, an international arrest warrant finally caught up with him at the Paris-Charles-de-Gaulle airport. Joining us tonight on the phone from Toronto is Amet Lowe of the Group for Research and Initiative for the Liberation of Africa. Amet, welcome back to Amandla. Thanks for having me, Grant. So nice to have you back. You are always our go-to guy uh, when it comes to, well, so many issues around Africa, but uh, certainly Burkina Faso. So, um... Back in May, when that warrant was issued by the courts in Burkina Faso, François Compaoré scoffed with impunity and continued to shuttle between his home in exile in Côte d'Ivoire and France, where his wife and children now live. But it looks like things may be catching up with him. Can you tell us what has happened since he was escorted off the plane in Paris? Uh, yes, thanks for having me again. And uh, I should start by maybe saying that I deserve a big boo by missing the phone right now. Aww, I, you know, I I don't know what happened until this morning. I realized that, oh, it was last week, so I can't miss, but it's never too late. So That's correct. And uh, we know that we have some good supporters and listeners in Toronto, too. So just spread the word. But uh, I'm not I'm not echoing your boo. You're an amazing, amazing supporter of Amanda through all these years. And here you are with us tonight to talk about an important issue. So we're certainly going to go back and look at what Francois, what the grievance is against him. But just technically since he was escorted off that plane and I'm sure truly shocked to uh, be put in police custody. What's happened in the ensuing uh, three or four days? Actually, we, we don't know that much except that uh, after he was escorted out and then uh, put under arrest uh, for one or two days, he got uh, uh, released by the the judge in charge of the case, and then uh, put on uh, has been given his freedom to move around inside the country, even though he's been forbidden to to leave the country. So not much information have filtered out since then, uh, and uh, it looks like uh, I heard some I don't know if it's rumors or fake news, but uh, they are saying that he was celebrating in some of the restaurants in Paris and then uh, having good time there. Mm. So yes, we don't. Well. That would certainly be in keeping with he and his brother's profile of a very arrogant impunity in the time that they were in power in Burkina Faso. So let's just uh, step back now and look at François Compaoré's track record in Burkina Faso. And let's start with the assassination of Norbert Zongo, which is the, the, um, the source of this arrest warrant. So maybe you could remind our listeners of who Norbert Zongo was and what the alleged implication of François Compaoré was in his assassination. Yes, maybe let's take a little bit a uh, step, a little bit further back, uh, because uh, we can hardly talk about Burkina Faso recently without uh, talking about Thomas Sankara, who was the yes. president of the country since the, from 1984 to 1987. Uh, people who might not know, Sankara was uh, 
charismatic leader who came to power in 84 and then uh, uh, embarked very quickly in that country when he was at the head of the country in a very ambitious program grounded on African self-reliance with uh, the goal to eliminate corruption and uh, the dominance of the former French colonial power. He he was uh, with his comrade very active in the revolutionary process and they launched a very ambitious program for social and economic change and uh, uh, which was one of the most uh, promising uh, uh, process of uh, radical transformation after independence in Africa, I would say. Uh, four years in, in down the road, he, uh, a military coup took place, uh, led by some of his close uh, friends, uh, Blaise Compaore, and in that coup, he was murdered, assassinated, along with uh, 12 of his comrades. And since 1987, Blaise Compaore has been in power in uh, Burkina Faso until two years ago when he was removed by a popular insurrection that was uh, led by the youth and uh, a conjunction of social forces inside the country. As you mentioned in the introduction, Bla uh, François Compaore was the brother of uh, uh, the former president, Blaise Compaore, and then he had a very critical role uh, in the government and in the governance of the country since uh, they took over power in 1987. What happened is that uh, uh, as time goes, uh, there was a lot of uh, impunity in the, in the country. People were being silenced. Uh, there were numerous attempts to eradicate the legacy of Sankara from people's memories and then a lot of repression. Uh, and uh, in, at one point, around the 1997, 1998, uh, François Compaoré uh, was accused of uh, being the instigator of the murder of his uh, driver, uh, his chauffeur, and uh, because he was accused of uh, stealing money from his house. David Wendreogo. Uh, yes. Uh, as a result of this accusation, he was uh, uh, taken into a special uh, kind of police force. Uh, and then tortured to death by elements of the what was called then the ISP, which was the special unit within the army that was in charge of the presidential guard. And uh, he was tortured and then uh, assassinated. And uh, uh, Norbe Zongo was a very brave journalist who was leading one of the main uh, newspapers that was very critical to the regime for a very long time, trying to uncover lots of the... Uh, the corruption scandals that were happening in the country, the way the country was being governed. And then uh, he started reporting on this issue of the driver of François Compaoré who was tortured to death. At that point, he became more dangerous, I would say, to the eyes of the, of the, of the, of the regime because uh, the person who was directly implicated in this assassination was François Compaoré. And in 1998... Uh, uh, on a weekend, he was traveling. He got also murdered very brutally, with, uh, along with four other friends. In uh, his his body was mutilated, and their car was burned down to the ground. And uh, again, the all fingers were pointing to François Compaoré because mm -hmm. he was the main suspect in this uh, in this case. In 2015, after the his brother Blaise Compaoré was removed from power, and he ran away under the escort of French uh, military forces to the neighboring Ivory Coast, 
he also fled the country and then since then has been living in Ivory Coast and then traveling back and forth in, uh, in France freely without any issue. However, the judicial process that was in the case of Norbert Zongo, the journalist, uh, was trialed back in the 90, in the early 2000 and then uh, Again, uh, of course, there was no surprise there. There was no tried in, tried in Burkina Faso. In Burkina Faso, yes, and but uh, there was no no condemnation, and then there was no no, no nobody was charged really. Yeah, they said that uh, Blaise Compaoré was uh, uh, or his his, his brother Francois Compaoré was not uh, the person, and then uh, at this point there is not one single person that was uh, uh, put to 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 jail as a result of that. Uh, Assassination of Norbert Zongo. Now, the, the 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 removal of the the regime in two years ago has opened up, uh, allowed the the reopening of the case along with other cases like the case of Thomas Sankara, and uh, uh, arrest warrant or, or was issued against uh, Francois Compaoré uh, since two years ago, and then uh, since then uh, it has never been executed, even though people knew where he was living. He was living uh, between France and Ivory Coast. And it's just that uh, because of the most a lot of pressure happening recently through the media, by, led by some uh, groups inside uh, Burkina Faso and France, that uh, last week or two weeks ago, when in, during one of his travels, he got arrested at the at the airport, and then uh, uh, since then, as I mentioned earlier, there was no not new development, but uh, uh, he's still free. He's been released. From, from house arrest, and then uh, he's uh, uh, been told not to leave the country for now, and then he needs to be seen by the, the judge in a two, year, two months' time. So mm-hmm. that's the latest information we have. Okay, well, but, you, uh, you, you pointed very correctly to how um, the Compaoré brothers, both the, pres- the president, Blaise, and, uh, and his brother, François, in all that time in power in Burkina Faso, certainly enjoyed the great cover of France. It was France played such an integral role in uh, propping up that regime, and since it was overthrown, have played... Uh, a significant role in protecting Blaise and Francois. And now we're in a situation where, you know, Francois is in France. And uh, do you think that this is problematic in terms of being able to see through a fair judicial process? Um, you know, the fact that he was arrested in France or, or called in for questioning, do you have any faith that the French legal system will be able to see this through and extradite him back to Burkina Faso for trial? Very, very hard unless there is a stronger and stronger push and uh, pressure against the uh, the French government to extradite him because there are some uh, co- cooperation, uh, legal cooperation between the two countries. And technically, if there is a uh, arrest warrant that is issued by the government or the the, the judicial system in, uh, in in Burkina Faso, France normally is obligated to extraditize such person. But we know that because of the role they, that they played and because of the protection that they have enjoyed from France and then the role specifically that France has played in the country during the, with the assassination of Sankara and also in protecting the regime of Blaise Compaoré for almost 27 years, uh, Blaise has been the, 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 the right-hand man in the, re, in the region and then uh, uh, a, a very important uh, ally in the, in the region. So I doubt that 
unless there is a stronger and stronger pressure, the, the French will not be tempted to hand over France Compare because uh, if he is put on trial, why not to put, bring back also Brest Compare and why not open the whole case and then have a full judicial system that will look into the whole 27 years of impunity that took place in the country since 1987. But because they have played a very good good role for France and uh, are very protected by the French system, uh, everything is possible, but it need, we, need, we need to push forward and then make lots of noises and uh, put pressure on the government of, of, of France that they are obligated under international law to hand over someone who has been uh, issued an international warrant, uh, arrest warrant. So uh, we, we have to see what's going to happen. But uh, the fact that he was arrested uh, last week, I get, in my sense, was the result of that pressure I'm talking about. Because in the last two months or so, there are a lot of uh, organizations who've been asking uh, the French government not only to arrest him because they knew that he was traveling back and forth between the two countries, but also to open up the, 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 the files of the French government uh, that are currently not accessible so that the people can have access to those files in regard to the question of the assassination of Thomas Sankara. So far, it hasn't been successful. There have been some motions that have been put on the table of the National Assembly by some groups like the Communist uh, party or some allies, but the French authorities are still playing the, the, to, to gain time and then not uh, opening up those uh, those those those, those, those files uh, under the pressure that they are kind of secret document uh, from the government. But we, if we push hard enough, uh, there's no uh, there's possibility that uh, one day things will be will be able to move forward and then have a clarity on what took place in those 27 years, including this specific case of the assassination of Northern Congo. There's a lot at stake. Of course, indeed. Mm. So, and what's making it a little bit complicated even more is that right now the, the French government and has been losing ground in the, in the region a little bit and attacked by us through, from different angles by civil society organizations who are challenging the control of the French government on the, 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 the French currency, the CFA. Uh, they are also being uh, challenged by uh, introduction of uh, new powers like China and uh, other countries who have been uh, grabbing some more influence in the region. So the kind of monopoly that they have enjoyed in the West African region for almost 50 years is being eroded a little bit, and uh, because of that, I would doubt that they will uh, give up easily and then uh, start uh, uh, weakening some of their ex-allies, which will be a little bit detrimental to their interests in the region. Mm -hmm. And there is also, in another sense, uh, this uh, increasing competition between uh, the French, uh, who, as I say, used to consider this region as their, their monopoly, and uh, new actors like the United States through a process of militarization that has been taking place recently. And uh, not long ago, just uh, two weeks ago, uh, something that's a reflection of that competition between these two powers is that in Senegal, the, 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 the American embassy made a statement that there was a very critical terrorist threat that was happening, and then they uh, give some indication that the old people were kind of Americans are given direction not to do certain things. And uh, less than two days after, uh, 
the French embassy uh, published another communique to challenge that position. So that shows you the type of rivalry mm-hmm. between powers happening in the region and the the getting their force in order to have a greater access and a greater control over the region because. Oh, Ahmed, 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 you're breaking up. We're going to, I'm going to ask you to hang up. We're going to call you back. We're going to do a little musical break and call you back because we're losing touch with you. Okay, sure. Okay. Welcome back to Amanda here on CQT 90.3 FM and I'm in conversation with Ahmet Lowe of the Group for Research and Initiative for the Liberation of Africa on the phone with him from Toronto. Ahmet, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, much better. Okay. So uh, just in the few minutes that remain... um, I mean, you, of all people, can speak eloquently to the judiciary under uh, under the presidency of Blaise Compaoré was so completely compromised. All the efforts to try to shed light on the assassination of Thomas Sankara were fruitless, uh, ultimately forcing uh, Grilla, as well as other organizations, to uh, try to bring the the case outside the country and through UN mechanisms to try to determine or elucidate what the situation was, well, who specifically was responsible for the assassination of Thomas Sankara. So here we are now. Um, there was an insurrection in 2014. Uh, Blaise Compaoré was chased from power. Now François uh, Compaoré has been uh, detained in France under instruction from the judiciary in Burkina Faso. It, does that indicate to us that there is now a healthy and robust judiciary within Burkina Faso that can see this case through? We hope so. And uh, what the what the what the insurrection did is that it opens new perspective, uh, and then that's why that's what allow what have created the condition for reopening these cases that were almost closed in the country for almost 25 years. So this uh, this case, these two cases, the one assassination of of the Zongo and uh, also of Thomas Anker, these new cases will be a a, a major test. Of the uh, democratic process in uh, in Burkina Faso, and it will, the outcome of these uh, processes will show us uh, the extent to which the insurrection have uh, uh, put the country in a different road in terms of uh, governance and in terms of uh, the fight against impunity. So, for sure, there is no possibility that were closed uh, for 25 years, and then. Uh, uh, even the, in the case of Thomas Tanker, it looks like uh, the process will open, uh, the actual trial will open very, very, very shortly. But we have to be vigilant because uh, we understand that the forces that were behind this assassination, both Zongo and and uh, Kusankara, were much uh, bigger than than, than the, the, the the direct actors of these events. Mm-hmm. Because as I mentioned, there were there were there were international connections, there were regional connections to these uh, all these events. But uh, uh, we have to to wait and see what will happen, especially in the in the, in, in the situation that where the new president of the country, who came after uh, the end of the dictatorship, uh, has been a close ally for uh, Blaise Compaoré and the regime for almost 25 years. 
you can understand that uh, they, they, will, they will not be safe if an open and uh, uh, equitable process of, uh, in the judiciary takes place because they even themselves might be implicated mm-hmm. uh, very deeply. So there are lots of challenges, but uh, we still hope that through the popular, uh, popular push and then uh, pressure of the population and progressive forces around the world, we, we, we might be able to, 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 to have some breakthrough and uh, have come with, uh, with, with some, so, some knowledge of what exactly happened in both cases and, then, uh, and that those who are uh, directly at least uh, involved in this situation be sentenced at the level of the, what they deserve. So well. I think that's a perfect and positive point uh, to end this interview. And yes, indeed, it's uh, an ongoing struggle, but the Burkina Bay have shown themselves over and over again to be up to the task. So we'll continue to follow this, Amet, and uh, we'll be in touch with you uh, somewhere down the road to revisit this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Bonne soirée. Bye. Merci.